Welcome to So Much More. I'm Jody Nisnik. This is a podcast designed to help you create space for God. Jesus, in some of his last words, found in John 16, 12, stated, There is so much more I want to tell you. He then pointed to the Spirit as the one who would come, who would further his teaching by bringing his word to life for us. So much more creates space for God to reveal his truth through his word. Today, I am excited to have Candace Zacharia with me as we have a conversation around Psalm 100 and what the Lord is teaching her. Candace is a wife and a mom, and she is passionate about encouraging and equipping women to live by faith in the Son of God by renewing their minds daily in the Word of God. She's currently on staff at Christ Freedom Church, which is in Louisville, Texas, and she is excited to begin encouraging and equipping women through her online ministry at HerDiscipleship.com, which we will talk about a little bit later. So welcome, Candace. So glad you're here. Hi, Jody. Thank you for having me. Well, Candace, I gave a real brief overview of you, but tell me what did, what did I leave out? Tell me a little bit more about who you are and um, let us get to know you a little more. Sure. So um, I'm a Southern girl through and through, so you'll hear it all in my voice. <laughs> um, but like you mentioned, I am a wife and a mom and my boys are um, young. And so four and six, they keep me on my toes. And being a wife and a mom is also um, are also some of the roles that keep me tethered to Christ um, the most. And I get to experience the Lord um, you know, using me and molding me through those roles. So um, I would say if I had to add anything else, that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you brought up that you're a Southern girl. So I'm just going to say that we have this in common. We are both Georgia girls, yeah. uh, born and raised. And I think you stayed there a little longer than I. I moved out when I was 13. Uh, but how long were you in Georgia? Oh, from eighth grade to through all the way through college. And I okay. worked there two years after college. So yeah, yeah. quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just a fun, fun fact for any of our Georgia friends. <laughs> um, well, we are going to have a conversation around Psalm 100. So let me remind us of the Psalm. This is one of the uh, rare times when we get to meditate on the entire Psalm because it is only five verses. So this is the entire Psalm 100. So let me read it. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Okay, so we did this as a Lectio. So Candace, tell us about this process for you. Where did the Lord draw your attention to as you started meditating on this psalm? Yeah, so as I was reading, um, it took me a while to really see where the Lord would have me land. Um, but the phrase, we are his, in verse three, uh, which actually shows up back to back. And so that just caught my eye because I'm like, wow, um, 
if it is in there twice back to back, I need to pay attention to that. And so, um, but I also had some feelings attached to that as well. Mm, So, mm, yeah. Yeah. So that verse says, it is, uh, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Yeah. Thanks for drawing our attention to that. I had not noticed that it says that twice in a row. So as you kept moving through that process with the Lord, where did he take you? How did that um, kind of attach to your life right now? Yeah. So the phrase caught me my attention because, I mean, like most of us, you know, we belong to someone, you know, maybe we're a daughter, a son, um, a wife, a mom. Um, but also, you know, when I think about groups that we're associated with, we belong. And so the word belong just kind of, you know, reminded me of this phrase. And, you know, it's like, from my experience, sometimes belonging hasn't always been the most positive thing. So in the past, um, and even presently, I have struggled with feeling like I've had to conform in order to belong to something or someone because I struggle with people pleasing and, um, and, you know, you don't want to be the oddball (laughs) in the group or, um, you know, when you belong to someone, it is um, pretty, a pretty big deal. um, Mm -hmm. At least for me, I felt like it was a pretty big deal. And so there were both positive and negative feelings that I felt as I kept reading and just asking the Lord, what is it that he would have for me? So, yeah. And I appreciate how you took from the passage, you know, we are his, we are God's. And that brought you into a place of even reflecting on other people that, you know, kind of have an attachment to us in some way. So tell me, you kind of keep going, what's the conversation you have with the Lord about that? Yeah. So, you know, I started thinking about, you know, conforming and even part of my testimony growing up in the churches, I felt like I had to be a certain way to be accepted before God. And so a lot of my relationships were, um, I would say, in the same vein. Um, But in this passage, it also talks about how God made us. Okay, so he made me. And so it made me think about, well, I don't need to conform because God knows how he made me. So I don't have to conform. I don't have to perform for him. And that brings a sense of security to know, like, generally we are his, but personally I am his. And yeah, so it just Mm -hmm. brought me to a place of security, um, being reminded that he's the one that made me. And I'm his. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it says that we're his people, the sheep of his pasture. And that's such an interesting way that the psalmist unpacks how we are his. You know, we're we're his people. Um, he created us. He chose us. He adopted us. Um, but we're also the sheep of his pasture. And if we know anything about sheep, that is they need a lot of care and attention uh, they wander away. They'll get themselves killed without a good shepherd. Uh, and so I I love that even just the richness that you're bringing out about um, who God is and who we are to him. Um, so, yeah, that, those are some of the things that started coming to my mind as you were talking about that. Yeah. And Jody, I would even say, although I started to feel 
some security, I started to think about the vulnerability in that as well. Um, you know, like to be someone's quote unquote possession, even God's possession, um, to entrust yourself to God. Um, you know, I have to trust that he won't harm me, that he won't take advantage of me. Um, and a lot of the times I have found the way that we struggle with our relationship with God is how we've experienced people here on earth. And so, yes, sense of security, but also a sense of vulnerability. Um, but the Lord is good. Yeah. Well, thank you for being honest about that. I think you're a hundred percent right that we impose on God some of the broken human systems that we have either lived through or even currently find ourselves in. And if there's a person or there are people that have tried to almost possess us as like claim ownership over us, um, say that you're mine in some way and it's been unhealthy, that's that that I think causes a lot of conflict for us in our relationship with God to feel safe that, oh, wait, when he says you're mine, when he says those things about us, they're from a hundred percent holy, loving, trustworthy God. Um, and so I think there's a lot of deconstructing that we have to do to be able to be embraced by such a pure relationship when we've experienced such deeply broken relationships. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's powerful. Thank you for saying that. Um, so is there anything else that the Lord and you talked about or that you kind of places that you went in this Psalm? Yeah. Um, so, you know, when I mentioned that vulnerability, it would cause me to think about, or it did cause me to think about, you know, my experiences here in relationships, past and present. Um, but even in this passage, reminding me that the Lord is good. Um, and what that looks like is his steadfast love, his faithfulness that endures forever. And so the goodness will always be, and I don't have to fear that, you know, God will abandon me or, um, withdraw his love or neglect me. Um, and so that was comforting. So although I focused on we are his, I felt like the Lord had to like help me to understand and unpack the feelings that were attached to that um, so that I could rest in his goodness and be mm -hmm. all right with surrendering to his goodness and faithfulness. Yeah. And, you know, I chose this Psalm this week because it's Thanksgiving week and it's the week that we give thanks and uh, primarily to God. And, um, but it's not just a blind thankfulness, which is what you're talking about. It's not just we go, oh, yay, I, you know, but it's actually doing the business with God, doing the deep inner work with God so that we can shout for joy to the Lord, so that we can enter his gate with, with thanksgiving, so that we can say these things that the psalmist is saying, which is the exact process that you are moving through, is how do we come to, um, I've heard it said, the sacrifice of praise. You know, it is, it's not just, and sometimes we are, I mean, sometimes we are overjoyed and we can praise God for his goodness and faithfulness, but sometimes 
it's in the wreckage. It's in the feeling like we've just gotten something hard has happened that we are still praising him. And, oh, that's not easy. It's It's not not easy at all. It's not. And I'm so grateful that the Lord had me here in this passage because I, I had to think about some things that I don't normally think about, you know, but then it did bring me to a point of praise where I could ask myself, how have I experienced the goodness of the Lord? And then I was able to out of a, um, you know, just a natural response, say, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you that I saw you here and you brought me through this and you provided for me here and you reminded me that I'm yours. Like, you know, so, Mm -hmm. um, it was a very beautiful time with the Lord. Um, mm. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that time. So just talking about thankfulness, like I'm thankful that the Lord had me land there. Mm. I am too. So is this one of the first times you've done a process like this, like Lectio Divina, or is this something you've done in the past? Tell me about that experience. Sure. Um, I was introduced to it um, about 10 years ago. And I might have done it maybe once or twice because it was in a group setting, but it wasn't something that I took away and continued. But um, I really enjoyed when I did it here. So I think I'm going to add it to my tool belt of, you know, different ways to engage with God in his word. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, Anything else about the psalm or anything else that you want to share with us about this experience before we move on? Yeah, um, I would say as I walked through, you know, how I felt, um, but then also seeing what was true about God, I came to a point of realizing that um, because of who God is, I can be free to be me. Um, I can be free to be loved by him, but I'm also free to love others because of you know, who he is and how he has imparted that love to me. And that was, I guess, just kind of rounding out my time as far as like, well, God, since you've shown me these truths, how can I live this out? And so I always want to land there. How can I live out these truths? And so, yes, part of it was embracing that truth, but also how can I so that truth into uh, the lives of others. And so essentially coming to the point of realizing because I'm free to be loved by God, I'm also free to love others. Mm, that's so good. That word freedom and, and feeling liberated by God, where maybe we felt some bondage before um, is just huge. I mean, I, I, I actually had that experience this morning um, in a totally different passage of scripture, but God led me to that same place. And I woke up feeling kind of under a heavy weight and he showed me what was going on. He invited me to think and live differently and freedom just flooded in. Didn't change the circumstances. Circumstances were still the same that I was living in. Um, and yet it changed my heart. It changed like freedom. That's just the word. And it's such a beautiful, glorious thing when he brings that freedom to us. Because Candace, I've known you now for a couple of months. And um, I feel like we've gotten some amazing time. uh, Just I feel like the Lord's connected us, which is really sweet. But I know that you have so many gifts to offer. 
Um, and so hearing you say that the Lord just kind of led you to a place of freedom to be who you are, um, like that makes my heart just like cheer. Cause I'm like, yes, we need more of you, Candace. (laughs) We need all of you. And so, um, so yeah, so I would love to move into kind of the, the heart of ministry that God has given you. So tell us a little bit about, um, your herdiscipleship.com website. Tell us what you're doing there and, and kind of what the Lord's laying on your heart for ministry. Yes. So Jody, um, I have to be 100% honest. I'm still figuring out, but what I do know is that I have a heart to, um, equip and encourage women to really meet with the heart of God in the word. And so, um, I would say for the past 15 years, I have always made that a big part of my life. And so my website, my blog is just an extension of that to be able to share some of the things that I've learned, um, the ways that I've, you know, engaged with the Lord and how to not only equip women to do that for themselves, but to be equipped to help other women, because that's what Christ has called us to do is to make disciples. And so her discipleship is essentially that, um, to just encourage women to, live out what we are learning, um, you know, in our personal time in community, but also to be missional in the way that um, we live by sowing truth into other people's hearts. I love that. I know one of the things that you are passionate about is, um, like you were just saying, is God's word and helping women mine out the truths in God's word. Um, and you used a word a few minutes ago that I've heard you use in the past about sowing it in other people's lives. So unpack that just a little bit. What do you mean by, cause you're not, it's not S E W it's S O W right? <laughs> like sowing the seeds, like a, like a good agricultural metaphor. So share a little bit about that. Yes. Um, so as we know, when you sow a seed, um, in due time it grows, And, you know, you think about an orange, you sow an orange seed and it produces a tree that has lots of fruit on it. And so this that one seed can have, you know, exponential um, fruit that comes from that one seed. And so, you know, when I talked about, you know, how Christ has called us to make disciples you know, sometimes we think, oh, I'm just ordinary, Candace. What can I do? But when we have been given truth um, to live out, sometimes we let it stop there. And some of the times those truths are for us, like very specific. We're not supposed to do anything with it except, you know, take that for ourselves. But oftentimes um, the things that we have learned um, we are supposed to share with other people um, that might be in a similar season um, or just need a word of encouragement. Um, but, you know, there's so many people around us that don't know who Jesus is. So even when we are just meeting with the heart of God daily and we're reminded of what Christ has done for us, we can sow that gospel truth um, into other people's hearts, uh, which literally just means taking the time to invest and um, to see something grow. And so, um, yeah, I love just, you know, of course, living out the word of God, but also 
walking with women and um, helping them to grow in Christ as well. And then encouraging them to do the same because that's what Mm -hmm. we've been called to do. So that's essentially what sewing is for me. Yeah. And I, I really love that you're taking it one step further, right? So I think a lot of times we stop at, oh, this is what the Lord taught me. And we just stay there. That's very valuable because I think the Lord does a lot of deep work in our lives when we let the Spirit in to teach us very personally. And yet you're saying, okay, and now what? So I've learned that truth. Now what do I do with it? Now where do I take it? Um, and, and how do I sow it into somebody's life? And it might be a word of encouragement, like you just said. It might be, uh, who knows? I mean, because the Spirit is infinitely creative. So if I came up with ideas here, they would all be wrong because He's got a way to do it. Um, so I love that it is just taking it that next step. And I even think in this Lectio process, you know, we often say, um, you know, kind of where, where's the Lord drawing you? How does that apply to your life? And then what's the invitation? And the invitation is sometimes, you know, we need to confess a sin. Sometimes we need to remember his a promise of his truth. Sometimes we need to take it forward in some way. And so letting God say, hey, you need to do X, Y, or Z, or I would, you know, this is a great idea for how you can move that forward. So thanks for bringing that to our attention. It's good. Well, Candace, you are on church, on staff at Christ Freedom Church, which is how I've gotten to know you. And um, you also are the mom to two young and very busy boys. So, um, and I know that your husband has been away for an extended season due to work. So you've been in a really interesting season of your life. And how are you making space for God in that season? Because I can't imagine how hard that is to even make space for going to bed, (laughs) you know, getting sleep and making meals to feed everybody, things like that. So um, how are you doing that in this season? And it, I mean, yeah, feel free to share truly how that is for you. So I'll, I'll say this. I have learned um, since I became a Christian that, you know, you're going to be in different seasons of your life where you might be able to, in some seasons, spend two hours with a cup of coffee in the word, lifting your hands with praise and worship. And then there's seasons where you literally might have five minutes to just be quiet. Um, And so right now I do not have the two hours, (laughs) Um, but I do have um, time to meditate on his word. I have time to memorize his word. I have time to pick up a devotional Um, and one of my favorite things to do, um, that I've been doing for the past couple months is taking a chapter or like a section of a book of the Bible and spending a whole week on it. And so like in the past, it might've been, I could spend that amount of time in one day on that passage, but now I might spend a whole week in a passage and literally the first day I might read it. And that's it. And I'm like, Lord, thank you for your word. And, and then the second day I might take some time and do something very similar to what we did today. What we discussed is I'll see um, some repeated words or some phrases that God um, highlights to me. And the second day, 
And so, you know, every day might look a little different where one day I might have a lot of time and I can pull out my resources and really dig in. And then there's other days where I might just spend on thinking about how can I sow that truth into my life? And so I have found, um, you know, as a busy wife and mom um, who works full time that it's okay for it to look different. In the past, I could have done all of that in a two-hour chunk, but now I have to take it day by day. And guess what? I'm still being fed and God is still moving and he's changing my heart to look more like Christ. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've always, God knows our circumstances. Like he is not like, what? You don't have two hours? How come? I mean, he knows exactly what we're going through. And I I love how even you started out saying like, sometimes I'm just meditating on a verse or I grab a, a short devotional. I think the end thing that I heard you say is intentional. Like you've kept him as a high priority in your life in spite of all the things that could distract you. And, and so it is when you have that moment, okay, God gets it first. Yeah. So what am I going to do? with this five minutes and, or maybe, you know, and I know, I know the season that you're in where you sit down and you're like, yes, I have some time to be with Jesus. And guess what? If one of those kids doesn't come barreling through the door, needing something from you, um, like, you know, I just threw up. I'm like, are you serious? I'm trying to spend time with Jesus. <laughs> like, what's right. happening? <laughs> right. Well, Jody, uh, I have a secret to tell you. My favorite place to spend time with God is in my car. Oh, in my That's car. Good. Yeah. So like I'll drop the boys off and I'll have 15 minutes. Sometimes I won't even go straight home. I'll just ride around for a little while and just talk to the Lord and listen to my audio Bible. And like, those are some sweet moments mm. in my car. Okay. That is a secret worth sharing. You <laughs> needed to tell us that because we need like, where do I find just a moment? Um, I used to hide in the bathroom. So mm-hmm. that was where I found a quiet space. And then you'd see these little fingers creep under the door. I was like, ah, oh, they found me in here oh, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, well, Candace, thank you for sharing that, um, your journey with us and where the Lord led you in Psalm 100. It was so fun to just have this conversation with you today. Oh, thank you, Jody. Um, well, before you go, I just want to tell you, I've been, um, telling you guys to check out this podcast. And so I want to do it again. Um, this is a podcast that if you like this podcast, I think you'll like it. My friends, Rebecca Carroll and Liz Rodriguez are doing it. It's called Honestly Though, Real Talk, Real Life, Real Faith. They're doing a biblical take on cultural issues. Um, and I've just really been enjoying it. So I wanted to pass that on to you. And I also want to ask a huge favor of you. If you are enjoying this podcast, would you do me the honor of giving it a review wherever you're listening to your podcast? Uh, you can just give it a star review or you can actually write words if you want, but I cannot tell you how important those reviews are in helping this podcast get recommended, um, on the platforms because that's just, the algorithm problem that we're all fighting against. So if you would do that for me, I would be so grateful. So thank you. And I just want to thank you for joining me on So Much More, because we do believe that Jesus has so much more to say to us, and we are creating space to listen.
Hey, Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the TMUS podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.